All right, we're here. Jim um, was a few minutes late, but we forgive him, maybe. Uh, five and five trip for the Padres. Bob Nightingale says they should trade Juan Soto. Um, and Bob Melvin is once again calling out his team. So Padres win another series. We talked about this. Like They can win series, but are they really doing enough to be in it here with 62 games to play? They're coming home four games under 500. Uh, please subscribe if you're here. Year-round content for Padres fans. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. We'll get to every single super tonight as always. If you have a question related to the trade deadline that's a week away, click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you want to make sure we see your comment, if you want to make sure we interact with your comment, click the dollar sign below the chat box. You can become a member by clicking the join button down below. Uh, Padres looked really good for a couple of days in Detroit. Could not finish it off today. Joe Musgrove allowed a couple of home runs. Padres had their opportunities had the potential tying run at second in the ninth before Gary Sanchez flied out. And the Padres come home, Jim, five and five on their trip, six games out of the last spot in the National League playoffs. Sorry, there's a, there's a massive disaster going on right now in our, on our house. Um, anyway, with that being said, five and five is okay. It's not good enough. It just isn't. I'm sorry. Like, and if Bob Melvin is saying it's not good enough, then we can say it's not good enough. After the game, it didn't seem like he was happy with winning the series. It didn't seem like he was happy with winning four of six. And it didn't seem like he was happy with going five and five on this 10-game road trip. You know, it, you had two opportunities on, what was it, Thursday night and tonight to sweep teams and really, like, you know, turn this corner theoretically right and be like okay we had a seven and three trip and in the end you come home five and five and you are right back where you started when you started this 10 game road trip um last week and it's just that's it's just not good enough it needs to be better and i'm sorry like in a regular circumstance winning a series is is great going five and five on a 10 game road trip the longest of the year you would take that but at this point in time in your season, like it's just it's got to be better and it's not good enough. Yeah, the, the only thing that's benefiting them, I, I'm pulling up a, a comment from Bob Melvin to Kevin AC post game. The only thing that's benefiting them is the National League has been awful. And even in going five and five, they've made up games against some of these teams that have really struggled, like Arizona, San Francisco, Miami, even Philadelphia. They won today, but they had lost four straight. So they go five and five. They've actually made up a couple of games. In the wild card, but this is Bob Melvin post game after a five and five trip, a winning series in Detroit. Are at bats were better at the end against their plus guys that they bring at the end of the game, but for whatever reason, we just did not look like we were quite into it earlier in the game. Very curious comment. Now, this is a noon start Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Who cares? You know the record in games that start before noon Pacific this year, Jim? Not good, John, probably. What do you think it is? I don't know. Two and ten. One and ten. That was close. That's pretty good. <laughs> they are one and ten in games that start before noon Pacific this year. If anybody thinks that this team has turned it around yet, there was plenty of signs and plenty of opportunities on this road trip to show you that they've turned it around, and they failed at every single one of those tests. Every single one. The first game of Saturday against Philadelphia last week when they got a huge clutch hit from Manny Machado to give them a lead in the eighth inning, they failed. Yep. Coming back on Sunday with Freneo Tatis Jr.'s pinch hit two-run single, 
to tie the game up late in the game, go into extra innings, win your first extra inning game of this year, they failed. Um, having two opportunities at sweeps, you failed. After you, after you score 14 runs in a game, the following day you score one run, you failed. Just, it just This entire trip, failure. Um, I don't know if the entire trip was a failure well, at five I, and five. I, I, don't, but, I don't. Yeah, but it, it, they left a lot. They left a lot out there. They should not have gone one and three against the Phillies, and they should. They should have found a way to win one of these, or they should have found a way to sweep one of these two series. I think it's a, it's so many opportunities. Thursday against Toronto, today against Detroit, so many opportunities to potentially win and sweep a series. Um, JD Gasher, thank you so much for your super chat. If you guys want to contribute, if you want to support the channel, click the dollar sign. Below the chat box, like our buddy J.D. Gacho, we'll get to all of the supers here tonight. He says, five and five roadie feels like momentum versus mirage. Um, I don't know what happened to Jim. I don't know what happened to Jim, but hopefully he'll be back. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's momentum, um, and I don't know if it's a mirage. I mean, I don't think there's really any mirage with the Padres, who are 48 and 52. I mean, it's just who they are. And that's why we'll get into the the buying for selling conversation in a moment. Um, hold on, Jim's. <laughs> this is. I don't know what happened to you, um, but you're back. I I don't know what, you know. I don't think five and five is momentum, and I don't think there's anything about the Padres that's a mirage. I just think they're forty eight and fifty two. You know, they're theoretically still in it because the national league is not very good, but they're also the same team we've watched for the last 100 games. It's just like, are you, re you really want to add to this AJ? This is the team you're going to double down on. This is the team you're going to trade prospects away from to try to go win in 2023. I, I stick by what I've said for the last week. I mean, they'll buy, but I think they should sell they, they they'll buy, but I think they should sell. I, I, I think that they're going to stand pat. I think that if anything, they're going to buy, if anything, they're going to buy, um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I just after this road trip, I still think, um, I still think that they're they, they they believe in themselves. They believe that they're going to turn this thing around and have this massive run. I, I just that's what I feel like they feel. Yes, I do. What's that? <laughs> um. All right, John and Jim with you here on the wrap up show. Padres lose to Detroit today, three one. This is a game where. Joe Musgrove came in having thrown really well. He allowed a couple of home runs early. And then Padres offensively just lackluster. One for six with men in scoring position. Um, Campisano doesn't appear in this game. They didn't DH him. They DH'd um, Carpenter, who's just been awful. It's amazing he's lasted 100 games. It's incredible he's lasted 100 games. And the Padres in this entire game had three hits. Against a guy, by the way, who came in with a career ERA over six. So you're facing a guy with a career ERA over six. He goes six innings, one hit. And you get a hit from Bogarts. You get a hit from Cronenworth. The only clutch hit in this game was Gary Sanchez, a two-out RBI single, to make it 3-1. I mean, I, I joked yesterday, save some runs for tomorrow. And this is how baseball works. We all get it. But three hits against a guy with a career ERA over six. I mean, that that's kind of incredible. And that speaks to Bob Melvin's quote from earlier today. Yeah, it's uh, not good when a guy with a six ERA – you have nothing to show against him, like nothing. It's it's just a bad look again. Uh, he scored 14 runs on Saturday afternoon or Saturday night. You blow away the Tigers, and I even tweeted. I'm like, dude, you better sweep this sorry-ass Tiger team because th th they looked 
horrible. And and it's crazy because they almost have the same record. Mm-hmm. And you come out today and you kind of like prove the point of a team that just doesn't show fight. By the way, buy or sell, um, it's pinned at the top of the chat. What do you guys think? At 48 and 52. I mean, really in any other era of baseball history, you're not buying at 48 and 52, but you got the third wild card and you know, you're know you six games out. So it's not impossible. Um, and you look at the way you know the National League has played here recently. The Padres now find themselves behind the Cubs in the National League standings, believe it or not. And if um, you think the Cubs are just going to say – F it, and we'll trade Cody Bellinger, who's been the hottest hitter in baseball. Right. It doesn't like, make any sense. Unless they have a, a stretch here where they lose every single game this week, kind of a stretch to think that the Cubs are – now he is a free agent at the end of the year, so mm-hmm. there's like some incentive there. But, I mean, good luck. I think if he gets traded, it's not going to be to a National League team, would be my guess. My guess is you're not trading to a team that has the same record as you. Would yeah. be, that just is a weird look. It's what Milwaukee did last year, and it was a bad look. Right, and and they fizzled, you know. So yeah, and I, that, and that entire team surprised. was like, "Why did we trade Josh Hader?" <laughs> right, exactly. But listen to this. I mean, six games in theory doesn't sound bad until you consider you have to pass the Cubs. Okay, easy theoretically half game. Um, Miami, they've been awful. They snapped an eight game losing streak today, but you're five and a half games behind Miami. Philadelphia's been all right. You're five and a half games behind Philadelphia. Then the teams that are in the postseason, San Francisco, they've been awful. They're six games better than you. Arizona, they've been awful. They're six games better than you. Cincinnati right now is one five straight. They're six and a half games better than you. So what's interesting here, Jim, is yeah, you're six out, which is a lot, and you got to pass teams. You're six and a half games out of being the top wild card and hosting a playoff series. So like, yeah, six out, but six and a half out from the top wild card spot. It's just a, it's just a bizarre spot that they're in right now. It is, and. I think we were, we were texting about this today. Like they, they're, they go, there's a big possibility that they could get in and it just would, I think mask the, like they're going to be a potential bad team that could make the playoffs. Now, if you make the playoffs, you're going to have to have a good record or at least yeah. a better record than over 500. Sure. But it's going to like, I don't know, man, it, it would be weird because right now, like you said, the National League wildcard standings are all teams that are just like, bleh. I mean, did you expect the Padres and what the Padres this year to be bleh? Now, if they went in the postseason, they made a run, then everything that I just said, like, who cares? And that's a possibility. I get it. That's a big, that's a real possibility. You make it as a six seed, you can make the World Series. Just saw what happened last year sure. with the Philadelphia Phillies. But Man, did we all go in this season not hoping for blah? Hope they can make a crazy run as a six seed to make the World Series. That's just that's that's how I felt about this team all year long. And and if and I know that's the goal to make the playoffs. I get that, but like going into this season, that wasn't the goal to just make it as a six seed and hope. Yeah, I think that's fair. Let's get to some of these supers, guys. If you're here, if you want to contribute, please subscribe. We just passed 5,100 subscribers, I think, yesterday. So thank you for that. I'm pushing towards hopefully 6,000 at some point this season. If you want to contribute and support our work, you can click the dollar sign below the chat box like our buddy Jose. Jose, thank you for the very generous super. He says, this season is such a crazy parallel right now to my Lakers last season. Teasing me with a 500 record, the West being bad, which helped us, then becoming great. 
after the trade deadline. I like that comp a lot. I really do. I mean, they started two and eleven. Obviously, in the, in the NBA, ten teams make the postseason in each conference, kind of, with the playing tournament. But they had some of the best players in the sport, and LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the postseason. Obviously, it's hard to compare baseball to basketball, but I I do like the comp. I do think the Padres have talent, like the Lakers had talent. I do think it's possible. Um, I think it might be a little more uphill for the Padres, to be honest, because you've got to pass multiple teams to get in. Where the Lakers, with 10 teams in the West, I mean, they probably have to pass multiple teams but make up a game or two. And San Diego's got to make up six games, which is, um, you know, it's a pretty big number. I think in the last 62 games, Jim, you're probably looking at something like 40 and 22, mm-hmm. 39 and 23 to get in. 39 and 23 gets you to 87 wins which is what it took last year to get to the postseason. So I think you're looking at probably something like 39 and 23 to get in, which again, isn't impossible, but the way they've played this year would be pretty improbable. Yeah. How would you label this team? Is it, do you think it's a good team playing bad baseball or just a bad team? I think it's a bad team playing bad. I think it's, I think it's a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team playing bad baseball. I think they've been a bad team. Uh, You know, I think it's a great question. I like, they're just bad. I mean, I, like, I, can't, like, I can't put it other than that. At 48 and 52, right. they've had so many chances to pick themselves off the mat. And to be one of two teams without a winning streak longer than three games all year is ridiculous. It's crazy. I guess, I guess, yeah. And what I'm trying to say is, and it won't happen because it just wouldn't, but hypothetical, like if you took this exact same team and restarted this right. season over again, would they still be in this position or they'd be just like a little better or they would they be a lot better? It's a great question. That that goes back to my 2024 theory, which is like, this thing is screwy. Maybe in the end, they somehow learn from it. And I don't know if they do or not. Top down, like Preller and how you build a roster team and how you come out ready to go, even when you have superstar talent. And maybe you're just better in 2024. It's back to my theory on why I wouldn't move Juan Soto, because I think they could be a lot better in 2024, even if 2023 doesn't work out. But I mean, it's, it's a good question. I mean, the way they've played is like a bad team. They lose close games. They cannot hit in the clutch. They've blown leads. Um, I mean, they just they play with no real um, urgency. Urgency, exactly. And they're just helter skelter. They can look really good one day and really bad the next. And they're they're the opposite of consistent. And that's why they're forty eight and fifty two. And it's it's one of the, it's a it's a question that I, I ask myself. The team happens to squeak in the postseason. Like, and say they don't win it all. Is it is it good for the team, like the overall franchise? Because then that might they might view it differently, or would they view it that I think they should view it and be like, yeah, this ain't good enough. Like we can't spend all this money to just squeak in, and that would result in I'm not saying Preller needs like being fired at that point, but like, hey, we need to really think a heart about this roster construction because we can't spend this money to just squeak in, even though it's great to put down on the paper, like, Hey, we made the postseason in back-to-back years. Like, but it has to be better. It just does. Yeah. It's, it's a hard conversation now with baseball, because again, if you get in like the Phillies did and you're in the world series, I mean, nobody in Philadelphia looks at last year as, as anything other than that, I would say. And they won 87 games. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no, yeah, and it's you know, and the Dodgers won 110 plus, yeah, and they it, lost to the, the Padres. Sport is really, is, the sport is the weirdest sport of them all, man. It, it really is. You can have the most talent in baseball, and you can't. You probably sometimes don't even get out of the first round. You go in 115 games, and you in the first round of the postseason. It's right. not a. It's not. It's not basketball. It's not football. Like it's just. It's just a different, weird game that if you get hot at the right time, doesn't really matter what your record is. You know, but to always just bank on that being hot at the right time stuff, that's hard. It is hard. I mean, we need to talk. I mean, what, what what's important here is what are they going to do? I mean, what's not important is what happened today. I mean, what happened today is they looked like the Padres. They were one for six with men in scoring position. They didn't score. So they yeah, blow just... someone out or they look bad. That's who they are. What's important is like, what are they going to do? They have a week to figure it out. Literally um, six, seven games, I think, if you include game one of the Colorado series. But you would think they'd, they'd make some determinations potentially you know, in the next three, four days in terms of what they're going to do. Now, Bob Nightingale writing today, and he's been really low on the Padres. Yeah, uh, He writes, the Padres, much more than the Mets, still seem delusional, <laughs> thinking they will get back into the race. Mm-hmm. They've been a mediocre team all year, and nothing is going to magically change in the second half. They should swallow their pride and trade all-star outfitter Juan Soto, getting back at least some of the value in the prospects they traded away in the first place to land him from the Nationals. Yet there's been no hint that he's available. They instead are likely to shop all-star closer Josh Hader and starter Blake Snell, barring a sudden and dramatic winning streak. Now, remember, this is what they have to come, Jim. They've got Pittsburgh, (coughs) Texas. Rangers have had their best 100 games in franchise history, by the way. So they have Pittsburgh, who swept you. me up there. I know you're getting choked up. Ugh. Pittsburgh swept um, San Diego whenever, not long ago. So maybe some revenge. And then Texas has been really good. Then one game in Colorado before the deadline. Let's say things go really well and you go five and two. That, that would be pretty good, right? Five and two against the Rangers and the Pirates and a road game in Colorado. I think most people would take five and two any week. They'd be under 500. Probably be five games out of a playoff spot, let's say, maybe four and a half. At that point, obviously, they're going to buy. And again, it goes back to that, like, is it the right decision to make or not? Now, I still think they'll probably buy Jim. They go four and three over the next seven games. They're three games under 500, but they're going to draw three million people. And like you said a moment ago, like Seidler and Preller, they're so committed to this team at 250 million in payroll. I think the, the only scenario where they don't, I think the only scenario where Hader and Snell go is where they're six, seven, eight games still out, four, five, six, seven days from now. So that would be my scenario for them. Now, I think they should go. I would sell. If I was in charge, I would sell. I think it's better for the franchise in 2024. I think that this isn't happening in 2023. I hope to be proven wrong. But I think they'll chase it down. I just don't know if it's the wise decision. And and real quick to uh, this great friends in the chat here. Bro, you did not hear what I said. I didn't say I would be upset to make the playoffs. I would be upset if they just squeak into the playoffs and they happen to lose in the first round and them thinking that's good. Like, okay, making the playoffs, that's great. Well, fine, whatever. But the standard's different. So if you think that I'd be upset they make the playoffs, you're absolutely wrong. Um, I just think that their thinking, if they squeak in at 86 or 87 wins, would be like, we're a great team when you had to go through hell and back in a regular season that should not have been the way it should have been. Well, I think it would depend on what happens once they get in. I, I, that, I, that's what I said. Like, if yeah. if they make the postseason and if they happen to lose right away in the wild card right, round. Then it's not going to be great. Then it won't be great at all. It will not be great at all. 
Um, and Bob uh, Nightingale, I think, is completely clueless on this. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. I think he's just looking at a record. Soto, you're saying? Yeah, to, I just think he's looking at a record and not looking deeper. And zero um, percent chance they trade off Snell. Or excuse me, no, uh, Soto. Soto. Yeah. I think at this point in time, after this last week, to see how mid the rest yeah. of the National League is, I don't even think they trade off Snell, and I don't think they trade off Hater. I, I really agree with don't. You. I think they, I, they, I think they keep, and if anything, they buy. I just do because they're looking at the rest of the National League and being like, "This isn't it." Now they aren't it either, but <laughs> they're gonna put themselves in a mindset that, well, we have a shot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, if they lose two out of three at home to Pittsburgh, don't put it past them. They did it to Kansas City. They did it to Washington. Um, if they lose two out of three at home to Pittsburgh, again. You got to basically something has to happen for the organization to go one way or the other. That's my problem with middling. I've said, I said the worst thing they could do over this like last 13 games and go eight and five and be like three games under 500. Be like, hey, we're, we're playing good baseball. You're three games under 500. You either go 11 and two or you go four and seven because then you're basically telling your organization what to do. I think if they come out and go two and five over the next seven, they're not buying anything. Yeah. But I think if they go five and two over the next seven, maybe they are buying. And to your point, the National League is so mid so to speak, that maybe five and two over the next seven games puts you within four or five games, and you can actually make a serious run at this thing in the second half. Mm -hmm. uh, Murray, thank you for hanging out, man. I appreciate your super chat. As always, we appreciate you being here. And he says, why does every six-plus ERA starter look like Greg Maddox against us? And that was the case today. This dude who I've never heard of goes six one-hit innings. Six one-hit innings against the Padres. He scored 14 runs on like 100 hits yesterday. Yeah. And and all you need to know about if this Padres team has changed or not is today's game. Like, you think they changed, and then you go and watch today, and you're like, okay, same old Padres. You know, mm -hmm. this, this is the 2023 version of this Padres team. They can't hit um, consistently enough, and when a random guy's out there on the mound, there's a lot of times when they look like they just give up. And don't and if you don't believe me, I mean, just look at the quotes from Bob Melvin today. Like that's all you need to know about this road trip and today's game. One five and five, not good enough. Two putting out that performance today versus a no name pitcher with a six plus career ERA, not good enough. And they have to be better still. It has to be better. But here's what here's what is better. Crazy Raider Rad on this disappointing Sunday night, despite the fact that the Padres won the series but lost to the Tigers today, has just gifted 10 memberships to our viewers right now. What? Crazy Raider Rad. Let's get some clap emojis in the chat. And I want to say Crazy Raider Rad earlier um, on social media said he's going to hang out with us on Friday. Oh, let's go. At the Blind Borough before the Rangers series gets underway. I was at the Blind Borough yesterday for Comic-Con. I had a how was that? It was awesome. I had a Ken Barbie shot. <laughs> and then I had the Barbie shrimp tacos. Wow. I didn't know they were serving either of those. That's terrific. Will they have those next week? Probably not. Probably not. They were delicious, by the way. Delicious. I like it. So by the way, Crazy Raider Rad said, yes. He said, huge homestand. I'm going. Will Et John and Jim and Chewbacca be at the Blind Borough on Friday? There will be some drinks on me. Disclaimer, must be a Padres wrap-up show subscriber and avid listener viewer to the podcast to redeem free drinks. How about that? He's offering free drinks. What? So join us for the Blind Borough Friday. 
we get underway at three o'clock, John and Jim from three to six. And he just gifted 10 memberships. So 10 of you are now members of the Rapper Show on YouTube. Thank you, man. Awesome. I love it. It's great. Very I, I, awesome. And I know some of you guys in the chat too, like, you know, talk outside of the wrap up show and like do some meetups and stuff. I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, come on down. I, I know Friday is going to be a fun day because you got the Bochi hall of fame and Jake Peavy hall of fame. Is that Friday? I didn't know there was Friday supposed to Saturday. Oh, uh, you were maybe right. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I have no clue. It's this series. I know it's this yep. series. I just forget which exact day it is. But either way, Friday's gonna be awesome. Um, it'll be a fun time, even if the Padres are still under five hundred. Under five hundred. Well, they will be. I can guarantee you they'll be under. Yeah, that's right. They will be. Friday. I can um, guarantee that. But uh, hang out with us. Yeah, we'll be blind. Yeah. Huge series. Obviously, Rangers have been They're all really good. Gone. What's that? They're all huge. They're all huge. Uh, Mark, thank you for your support of the wrap-up show. Mark Nimitz is our title sponsor. Guys, if you're here, as you know, we couldn't do this without your support. And you also know we can't do this without the support of our partners like Mark Nimitz. He's our title sponsor. He's been with us since day one. We're coming up on two years on YouTube in about a month, I think. So thank you, Mark, for your support of this channel. Over 5,000 subscribers strong, tens of thousands of views. We're pushing a million all-time views. We'll hit that later on this season. If you have insurance needs, you have to get in contact with Mark. It's as simple as that. Rules are rules. You can click the link in the description down below to get to Mark's website. I've got homeowners, earthquake, and life insurance through Mark. He can save you $750 or more by switching your insurance over to him. He's an amazing insurance agent. You can take that from me. I had to file a claim in 2022, and he made everything seamless and easy during a very difficult time, and he saved us thousands of dollars. So you can get to his website. You can get free quotes online. You can call him. He'll talk to you about the Padres. He'll save you money on your insurance. He's a great insurance agent. He's a San Diegan, a lifelong Padres fan. The next time you have a renewal, the next time you're looking for more information on a policy, before you do anything, get in contact with Mark Nimitz. Click the link in the description down below, and thank you for your support of our title sponsor. Yep, all his information is above my head, mnimitz at farmersagent.com. When you reach out to uh, our buddy Mark, let him know that John and Jim from the Wrap-Up Show sent you. All right, so again, John and Jim with you. Please subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button for us. We really do appreciate your support with the Super Chats, with the memberships. If you want to become a member, 10 of you are just gifted memberships. You can click that Join button down below. If you want to make sure we get your comment here tonight, you can click the dollar sign below the chat box. Um, so again, Padres coming home. They'll play tomorrow against Pittsburgh, the first of a three-game series. And we shall see. I mean, you got you Darvish, followed by Blake Snell. I mean, you, you love their starting pitching. They have to get Michael Waka back. I thought Wolf was really good considering the circumstances yesterday. There was that rain delay, and he came back out after an hour and went five innings, one run. No, no, five innings, three runs. I'll say this about Jackson Wolf. Super cool moment, like – if that's your major league debut, there's zero percent chance you're letting a rain delay stop you from going back out there. I feel like so the the just the pure adrenaline alone got him through five innings, and you know the offense took care of the rest. But I will say, if that is his stuff, that's a little scary. I think he had a like I think he maybe had one or two swings and misses, maybe not even that. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Low 90s. You know, the strikeout that he got was not a strikeout. It was a gift. His stuff concerns me. It's not the greatest in the world, but it's a cool moment for him. Yeah, I mean, lefty, young lefty, you know, I mean, it's his first appearance. I mean, lefties can throw with less velocity than righties. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about swings and misses in one. Uh, I mean, it's your big league debut. I mean, things can go haywire in a big league debut to go five innings, allowing just three runs. That's better than him striking out seven and not going five innings. You know, I thought it was pretty good. No, it was, it, it was great for the circumstances that he was in. It's exactly what they needed. Um, I was shocked he went back out there in the second inning. Absolutely, yeah. I'm shocked the organization allowed it. I just uh, will be scared if we see a lot of him. That's all. Well, you won't see him next turn because they just optioned him down. I know. Um, so I don't know who will be next up, but it won't be him. Um, I don't know if it'll be Waka. I don't know if it'll be Weathers. I don't know if it'll be Groom. I have no idea. I don't know if it'll be bullpen day. Um, but again, you can't really complain about their starting pitching. That's no, the one thing it's not the problem at all. About. It's not the problem at all. It's not it, absolutely not the problem with this team, even though, uh, you know, the walk injury does concern me. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, the innings for Lugo concern me. That's all concerning for sure. hundred percent. I mean, if you want to blame something and there's there's just no way this is this is how I look at this. Matt Carpenter's time as a Padre is about to run out. He's if it's not, not then what, in the second year. What are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll last through the trade deadline would be my guess. Sometimes you make those real changes at the deadline where you just make moves. They had to do it last year with the Soto trade, obviously. I think Carpenter just has to go. It's been an – like, there have been a lot of Padres that have had bad years, and then there's Matt Carpenter's year, which has been <sighs> flat out awful. 600 OPS, awful. all kinds of big opportunities squandered with men on base, including here today. So I think his days are numbered. And then the question is, like, can they upgrade with the Grishams? You know, I, th- I like Campisano. Um, I think he'll get the line share of playing time moving forward. I think it, Sanchez has had some nice moments. Cronenworth is Cronenworth. I mean, it's an $80 million deal. I mean, you're not upgrading there. Kim's been really good. So it's like, can you get better at DH? Can you get better in center field? And are you willing to do that when you're four or five or six games under 500 or two or three or four games under 500? But the Carpenter experiment, I can't believe they're doing this. I mean, for for what? I just do not understand it. I really don't. Yeah, I uh, I don't get it. I saw a lot of this on the on social media on um, on X today. Did you imagine? Yes, yes. On X, yeah. I will never call that site x i don't care what anybody says <laughs> you just I, ne- I know i did but i was joking i'll never call that stupid site x <laughs> um a lot of people upset about uh luis campusano not starting again like dude's played back-to-back games he's gonna get a rest here can't but th it, though 
But then who's your other? I mean, they have to have someone on their bench as a catcher. That's so dumb. I, I, it's, I mean, it's so I know stupid. it is one out of 162. What's going to happen? You know, you lose your DH. I don't Carpenter needs to be gone like yesterday. That is a horrible contract. Um, it's not, I mean, it's just a horrible thing when he's in the lineup. He is <laughs> crazy. So bad. And like everything else, I mean, l- listen, Soto's been unbelievable hitless today. Machado's been unbelievable hitless today. Tatis has been solid hitless today. And there's days like this, obviously, but it's it's one thing if it's a day like this and you're facing, you know, Dustin May. Right? It's, it's one thing if it's it's just not. And I saw someone say, like, oh, the Padres are, you know, they, they can't hit good pitching and they they feast on bad pitching. I'm like, but what about days like today? They don't even feast on bad pitching. Now they can. I still think the offense has been a lot better since like June 1st. And if the numbers would prove it, I guarantee it. April 1st through the end of May, they look like trash. June on, they look half decent. But there's still these inexplicable days against a bad team with a golden opportunity where you have three hits. It's one thing to, if they lost today 9 8 or Joe Musgrove got pounded and allowed eight runs in two innings. And I, I could live with it, by the way, because he's been so good. So what? So if Joe Musgrove isn't good, so what? But to have three hits against Bad pitching is literally inexcusable. That's how I look at it, and I can't, exp- I cannot explain that. That, that to me, is the most frustrating part. And Mike, and excuse me, uh, sorry, <laughs> Mike, and, uh, and Joe, what is even bad today? Oh, he was fine. Six innings, three runs. Like, I mean, sixteen, three runs. A lot of pitchers in this league would die to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And another guy on the mound today for the Tigers. He was waiting for those that six and three runs, and guess what? He did better than that, <laughs> right? But it, it, Joe Fitch pitched okay. He pitched fine. That that should not this this loss should not be on Joe at all. He he gets the loss, but again, that that this one was on the offense today again. Like it's been too many times this year. This is and a funny comment, fuck man. Camp Carpenter in this lineup still. I still see like would Carpenter have like an eight hundred OPS <laughs> with the Savannah, Savannah bananas. bananas? Would he, yeah, would he even start for them? Probably I mean, not. he'd be a nice bench piece. I mean, he is, he's just geared up for like retirement softball league. I mean, I feel it sucks because, yeah. you know what? It's not even, I'm sure he's trying. It's not, it's not that, but it's like professional baseball and it's a bad contract. And they paid him off how many games last year with the Yankees where he was good? 40. And they, they've done that a few too many times, and it's a two-year deal. It's one thing if it was a one-year deal like Nelson Cruz, and you just cut him a two-year deal. It just made no sense. And I think he had like a good game maybe in Mexico when I was there, maybe. He maybe had – I know stretch to start the year, and you're like, holy shit, he has like an 890 OPS. And then that was the last time he got hit. <sighs> Man. Yeah, like Scott says, 12 million for a DH that can't hit. I mean, they – it looked good on paper, the idea. Cruz Carpenter, like, oh, a couple of veterans. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. It's it's been a it's been a disaster. And and go, you, you have enough where like I'm almost surprised Tatis is playing right as often as he's played, and they haven't like spelled him more at DH, or Soto hasn't been spelled more at DH, or Machado hasn't been put more at DH. Um Bogarts with the wrist hasn't put more at D- like you can rotate guys through. Cronenworth yeah. hasn't hit, but you get my point. Because Carpenter's not playing at all in the field. <laughs> right. So he's literally just a DH for you. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. If he makes it past the trade deadline, 
like he's must he's got something on somebody in there because that is that's a DFA written all over that guy. It really is. Um, put this in the chat, by the way. Final Padres record. Put that in the chat. We'll uh, pull some up in a moment after we tell you about our partner here on the wrap up show. Our friends over at Aura Ora dot organic. You can click the link in the description down below. This is a great company. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diegan and a huge Padres fan. They've been a longtime supporter of this channel, probably around a year and a half at this point. And if you're looking to get healthier, it starts with Aura. It really does. I've been taking their probiotic for over a year. It's an amazing product for digestion and heart health and mental clarity. So get their probiotic. Uh, they have proteins for after workouts. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, you should be taking their Omega-3 oil, because it's plant-based. They have sleep pills and immunity pills and products for every single one of you. You, your spouse, your family, your friends. And it's an amazing company. You can shop and browse while you watch or listen to the wrap-up show, ORA.organic, or click the link in the description down below. Again, if you support our channel, please support our local partners, like our friend Will, the co-founder of Aura, ORA.organic. Yeah, go there right now. They have everything you need. To live a healthy lifestyle, uh, if you still are looking to shape out that summer bod, just go to Aura, get some supplements. That's a good start for sure. Um, you'll start feeling better about yourself. If you want to help live a healthy lifestyle, www.ora.organic. Pick up some stuff, um, clean us on the market, all plant-based, all organic. And uh, once you get it and try it out, you'll be thanking us later. You want to throw out a final record for the Padres on this Sunday night? Yeah. 85 and 77. 85 and 77. So the way you're, wow. So you see a big run coming because 85 and 77, and you miss out by two games. So you see them going 37 and 25. Is that right? Yep. 37 and 25. That's pretty good baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Because. I'm just thinking about like, it's hard to you, the fathom not them not having one run in them. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with that. You know, it's just it is hard. Now, I still am a I got to see it to believe it portion of the year. You know, like I hey, it, 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 I got to see this thing to believe it for sure. But to not win more than three games in a row one time all year, I know. Like, that's hard to imagine, especially if you're quasi-healthy. It is, to Chad's point, the worst possible scenario, by the way. This, this is my fear. My fear is they, they buy, they keep Hader and Snell, and they miss the postseason. There's no problem if they keep Hader and Snell and they make the postseason. That's great. That's the goal. Um, but if they keep Hader and Snell, Lugo, whomever else might be available, not Soto, I wouldn't move them, um, and then they miss out, that would be the worst possible scenario for me mm-hmm. um i guess what would be worse is if they go like 75 and 87 and they buy at the deadline and they look worse on the other side of it but oh well dude if you go 75 if you if you win 75 games this year you're fired i mean bob's probably getting fired and the heat will be the hottest has ever been on aj preller from us fan base and national media right so i mean i don't know if they're pacing to win because they're under five i mean they're pacing to win what 78 games something like that maybe less maybe more 78 79 77 um so yeah i mean i i kind of i'm with you i feel like there is a run in them i just don't know if it'll be good enough i'm with you i'm gonna say i'll say one fewer win than that i'll say 84 
and 78, which also won't be good enough. I think they'll make a run. I think they might even, who knows, being just six games out of a playoff spot means at some point maybe they get even or within a game, but can they finish it off? I mean, I like their starting pitching, and I like Hayter. We'll see about Suarez. I like the big four. It's like they're not going to win four games in a row all year, and if they do win four or five in a row at some point, then they're going to pull to within three games of a playoff spot. So if they pull within three games of a playoff spot, can they finish it off? You know, yep. I don't, that's how it seems. It seems like they're going to win four or five in a row at some point because every team in baseball has done that. They're not going to do it. That's crazy. And guys, it does not get easier for this team. I wish it did, but it doesn't. I mean, their September schedule is fucking brutal. It's not like that 2021, though. That no, but I looked at I, it recently. It's it's not great, but it's not, it's not him. It's nowhere near that. So, okay, you want to pull up September? Yeah. So San okay. Fran and San Fran and Philly at home. Houston, who Houston on the road. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'll give you that. But if you look, I mean, Houston hasn't necessarily been Houston this year. Dodgers on the road. Sure, they own the Padres, but they haven't exactly been the Dodgers either. They're not winning 100 games. Um, Oakland's awful on the road. Mm-hmm. Colorado at home, awful. St. Louis at home, awful. San Francisco on the road. White Sox, awful. That first, that, that two-week stretch that starts September, though, not easy is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and actually going back to, I mean, August actually might be harder because you play the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, uh, now you play them at home, but still they can't beat them ever. Right. Um, you play Arizona, Baltimore, who's the best team in the national league East, Arizona, Miami's who fighting for a playoff spot. Milwaukee is fighting for the division. So it's gonna be a tough yeah, it is. pill here. Like it's not easy. Like they had earlier in the year where they had a two week stretch where you're like they gotta make some ground here and then ended up shit in the bed. This might be the nine game stretch, to be honest. Pittsburgh, not Texas, but then Colorado. It's like at least six of those you feel decent. They have to but, that's why, yeah. You like if you let's just say you went six and three here. You know, two and one against Pittsburgh. I'm making it up. You know, whatever. Three and zero oh against Pittsburgh. Two and one against Colorado is five and one, and then even one and two against Texas. And you're six and three. You know, you're six and three in the next nine games. You're still under five hundred. <laughs> you're a game under five hundred. You're in August. It's it's hard math without a five game winning streak. It's hard math without going nine and two mm-hmm. over an eleven game stretch. And, and for whatever started- reason, it hasn't come as of yet. And then you start the stretch here with four against the Dodgers, two against Seattle, three against Arizona, three against Baltimore, four against Arizona, three against Miami, three against Milwaukee. All teams yeah. fighting for a playoff spot. And let's or, be honest, even three at St. Louis is not exactly a walk in the park. It will not be a walk in the park that time no. of year. I'd be no. shocked. No. You know, so – and then you're into September. You're right. I mean, it's like, it's like if you can play 550 baseball yeah. from, to, from that – you know, at from the Dodgers series on, like that feels like pretty good baseball. If you can play five fifty baseball from August fourth on, the rest of yeah, the I think you'd probably win about eighty three games. That's what I mean. Like, it's that's a that's a good stretch there. That's what I'm saying. It's it's hard to play five fifty baseball against those teams. That's a good stretch if you didn't fuck up your first ninety games of the season. Yeah, into a hundred. Like, if you played good baseball, or at least you played competent baseball, where you're a, a team that's serious and over 500 for the first 100 games like even if you're 52 and 48 yeah definitely you'd be right where you you need to be 
and you play 550 baseball the rest of the way, that's a much, much better situation than where you're in now. So it's a, it's not, a tough pass, <laughs> man. It's the time of the night where we have these Soto oh, Otani trade um, ideas. Uh, I'm not getting it. Here's the thing. One thing I know is Shohei Otani is not going to a team with a worse record than the Angels. And the Padres have a worse record than the Angels. So he, there's no way he's going from a team over 500 to a team under 500. So unless they go 7-0 and over the next week, and they're still not doing a Soto for Otani trade, the Angels aren't. Angels are going to go take Soto for 2024 to do what? Miss out on the postseason again? And then have another free agent? So, you know, I'm not doing the Otani trades um, until the offseason. We can entertain the Soto trades if you want, although he's not being traded. Um He's not. I don't even want to, like, way. I'm not even uh, thinking about a Juan Soto trade. Like, that's that's the farthest thing from my mind. I agree. I completely agree. Um, I had something. Oh, there was something in the chat I wanted to pull up real quick. I know what it was. It was this idea that, can't find it. Here it is. Uh, Murray, thanks, man. He says our pitching is tied for first in the National League in ERA with Atlanta. This is like the run differential thing. Like, but we're at the time of the year where none of it even matters. Padres are like second in the National League and run differential. I think that's right. But they're 48 and 52. So when they win, they blow teams out. When they lose, they lose close games. That's not exactly a good characteristic. But yeah, their pitching is the reason why I think they're due to win four, five, six in a row at some point. I think it's a good point. But how can you have the best pitching in the National League and be under 500? That literally makes no sense. That means your offense sucks. <laughs> that is true. Um, here's what I hope doesn't happen because it, it is, I feel like it's inevitable in a season. Um, you go through ebbs and flows and with whatever your strength is of your team inevitably has a stretch where they're just not great. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, you know, hoping knock on wood here that if this offense legitimately turns it around where they're actually consistent night in night out for this upcoming month in August here that you hope that the pitching doesn't revert and turn around now revert to nothing. They haven't been bad this year, right. but you, you get my point is like, you don't want the pitching to go through a rough stretch while your offense actually gets their shit together. Yeah. It's like they can't get it going all in the right direction at the same time. Yeah. And that's a worry. And you hope it doesn't happen. You hope instead that the pitching stays the starting pitching has stays how good it's been all year and then then the hitting and the rest of the bullpen click and you hope that you get a, a all clicking at once right for like a two-week stretch where you can make up some legitimate ground here i want to say didn't we talk about this recently like they haven't been over 500 since may 10th i think that's right it was either 10th or 20th i have it somewhere tweeted down i i remember yeah. the day they went under i was like one of the next time the padres are above 500 or some bullshit i know and it's been forever um, I kind of want to look it up. My my point being, I mean, we've been talking about this for months on end. I mean, months on end. And like, at some point, you're going to have to do it. And you're going to have to do it soon because you can't just go over 500 in the middle of September and then think you're going to make the postseason. Let's see here. Um, the last time they were over 500. Uh, I don't even know if I'm looking at the right year. No, I am. <laughs> Um, the last time they were over 500 was May 10th and they were 19 and 18 May 10th. I mean, that's 
That's a long time. And knowing it's going to take at least a five-game win streak to get over 500, I mean, that's crazy. They're going to be three months under 500, three consecutive months under 500. It's just it's way too long, and it's hard to explain. Um, guys, we do want to remind you about our partner here on the Wrap-Up Show, our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. It is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. You can see on the screen right now, underdogfantasy.com. If you use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You do not have to deposit $100. You deposit $10, you get the 100% deposit match up to $100. So again, promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, get a 100% deposit match up to $100. The pickums are so simple and easy to play. For example, Major League Baseball tomorrow. We can find some Padres that are playing tomorrow for a pick'em. First, the Pirates. Tomorrow. I mean, Darvish is going to carve, right? Tomorrow, sure. Yeah, he's got to. I mean, this bad Pittsburgh team coming here, you have to find a way to, like, minimum win this series. So, I mean, higher than seven strikeouts is kind of a big number. I'll do it anyway. Um. Yeah, Machado higher than a half single. Yes, 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 yes. I'm on board for that. And then I'm going to couple it with maybe something in the MPB. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah, I think um, I could see Tatsuru Yaganamachi having more than a half total base. It's higher. Okay, so 25 on that pays 150. You insure it. It still pays 75. You, You don't even have to get all three right to win by insuring it. So again, underdogfantasy.com. And again, the Pickums promo code PODSRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, get a 100% deposit match up to $100. They got daily drafts going on, daily Pickums going on across all sports. The best and easiest place to play fantasy sports is with our friends at Underdog Fantasy and on the Underdog Fantasy app. I saw a um, super just rolled in from J.D. Gaucho. Thank you, J.D. Gaucho, for this very generous super. He says, best costumes Jim saw at Comic-Con. For me, it was a zombie, Captain America, and piranha plant from Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario. Whatever. Same thing. Literally not the same thing. <laughs> um, the Chewbacca costume, like, movie accurate, was really good. Uh, I thought the Megatron costume was really good. Like, it was like a... 10 foot Megatron, like a guy in a 10 foot costume dressed up as Megatron. It was crazy. Um, and then I also liked uh, Kingpin from Spider Verse. Oh, I thought you about. made Kingpin the movie The Bowling. The bowling no, 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 movie. no, no, no. Kingpin from Spider Verse. No, I don't know what that means. It's okay. Now, did you go inside and like go on the rides or whatever? <laughs> I went inside, but there's no, there's no rides. If anything, the only rides there were lines. It was like a line after a line. You would have hated it. I we actually even it. we've actually said like, dude, what if we brought John here? He would have been like, what is happening? I would have gotten like a snow cone or something. They had food. They had like nachos and like hot dogs and. This sounds terrible. And uh, wait, so what'd you do? You waited in line to do what? To go to the mm-hmm. bathroom? No, we didn't wait in any lines because if we waited in the line, we would be there for like three hours. So you just stood there and looked at people? No. It's a con- like inside the convention center. The entire convention center is decked out with like booths that you can go to, like either buy stuff or go see um, 
like the Star Wars section had all the new Ahsoka series. The Marvel section had the Marvels and like the 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 costumes from the movies were there and like props. So you and, could see. It. So, but could you? You could. Did you buy anything? Yeah. Would you buy? I bought a uh, Endgame Thor, Fat Thor figurine eating a hot dog. Can you show it to me? No, because it's it's being shipped. It's being shipped. Yeah. Are you going to go again next year? How does this change? Oh, I guess they have new shows and new characters. It was honestly, it was uh, it was a little disappointing. I, I was it was still fun, but because of the actors strike this year, right? There's nobody there. It was. Um, I thought there'd be more of. It just wasn't. But it was still fun. It was still. I mean, still great to go to. I literally had like an authentic, like movie or uh, show accurate. Uh, what is it? Uh, Mandalorian helmet that I wore. Is this like going to the NBA playoffs, but the pl- NBA players are on strike? No, <laughs> it's not like going to see Lakers Warriors and like all the. It's all like guys that are like crossing the picket line to play. No, <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I'm I'm gonna go at some point. No, I'm not. But send me a picture or something. I, I have no concept. I sent you, you a picture. I sent you the pictures of me and of Chewbacca. You like Chewbacca, but I want to see like what are these people doing all day? What do you mean doing all day? <laughs> I don't get it. It's like a sw- it's like um imagine going to a swap meet, but it's like for all nerds and Comic-Cons and comic books and action figures and like comics and video games and this is hurting my head. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Here's the deal. We are back. Well, speaking of nerds, actually. What? <laughs> yeah, I like how you responded to that. You're not going to ask me about the Barbie movie tonight? Oh, you saw Barbie? Hold on. <laughs> Before I do that, because no, I'm not. Before I do that, I think the link is pinned at the top of the chat. We were talking about these. I know. It's weird. We're talking about friendship bracelets, but me and Jim are close friends, even though I don't like Comic-Con or Barbie, and he does. And he always calls well, me an idiot. It makes me feel bad about myself. I do call you an idiot, but you call me an idiot too. Um, true. I'm also officiating your wedding. Anyway, That's we had true. these friendship bracelets we were promoting the other day, and then people were trying to buy them. Like, your promo code's not working. Well, now it's working. Promo code wrap up show one zero in all caps. Wrap up show one zero. If you want the Padres friendship bracelets, who doesn't? Let's be honest. Everybody does. One for you can give if you see us at Blind Borough, you know, one for me, one for Jim, one for you type stuff. Yes. Um, and these friendship bracelets say Machado and Tatis. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And this will sell out, I've been told, because all these that we've promoted sell out. There's only 96. And you can't see it as of yet. But they are now pre-order available only. Machado commemorative 300th home run bobblehead. You can click the link pinned at the top of the chat. And I think it's pinned at the top of the chat, by the way. I'm not sure because I put the question up there. But promo code wrap-up show one zero Wrap-up show one zero in all caps. You will get 10% off. Your order, but Jim, you are a big uh, Foco bobblehead guy, aren't you? Love Foco bobbleheads. The Manny Machado 300 home run bobblehead is going to be it's going to be awesome. Uh, if you are not able to go like tomorrow to get the U Darvish bobblehead, by the way, U Darvish pitching on his bobblehead night—that's pretty cool. Who's pitching on his bobblehead night? Darvish tomorrow's bobblehead. Yeah, I was waiting for like your reaction. 
I, I mean, I'm not going to be like, I mean, I think he's had bigger accomplishments in his career than pitching on his bobblehead. True. Um, but if you can't make it to like get any, any of those bobbleheads or you haven't been able to get any bobbleheads this year, focal bobbleheads uh, just as good. Um, actually better, honestly. Uh, so I would pre-order this thing right now if you guys want a Manny Machado bobblehead, like a really good one. I agree. Great products, unbelievable craftsmanship. Um, so if you want them, grab them before they're gone. And again, I just put the link in the chat. See, why didn't someone, this is a good point. Thank you, Brent. You got to speak John's language. Comic-Con is like Antiques Roadshow. Why did you just say that? Because I didn't think of that. How about this? Jim, you should use a random number generator to invite five subscribers in the chat to your wedding. Plus one or just the subscriber? I love you guys. But no. But no. <laughs> I think it would be cool if one person could enter to win. I think if we... Do you think if we put the wedding on like YouTube Live, like if we did like a live stream people would of, watch. of like the reception... If like people you, would watch, other than the fact that you're getting married, like literally during Padres Yankees, like first inning. Oh yeah, of like the World Series, like October 29th. Oh yeah, 20, no, in uh, May of 2024, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if the game's at like seven, I'll be fine. What time are you getting married? Like a four thirty ish. But there's gonna be a reception, right? Like a party, or is it just wedding and then see you guys later? Well, yeah, no. If, 4:30 to 5 is like the like the wedding part and then 5 to like 10 is like the party part. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. We'll work on this, Chad. I'll work on it. Yeah. I'll just invite random people. Like I have a plus 30, right? I'm the I'm the efficient. Yeah, I'm just going to invite like random people. Um, all right, guys, we're going to be back tomorrow with you here on the wrap-up show. First of all, we'll be back with you tomorrow on the radio, 3 to 6. John and Jim, we're back in studio for the first time in a week after going to Vegas. First time in like forever. Fair play. Um, join us tomorrow at 3. We're going to get you ready for you know this homestand, which is critical, obviously, to whether the Padres will be buyers or sellers in the next week. So join us on San Diego Sports 760 or the iHeartRadio app tomorrow at 3. Then join us tomorrow night. We'll be with you following Padres Pirates Game 1. You Darvish on the mound for his bobblehead night, as Jim just said. Um, in addition to that, please support our partners. Actually, if you're here, please subscribe. Year-round Padres content, yes. exclusive year-round Padres content. We would love for you to subscribe. If you're here live or on replay, please subscribe. Smash the like button. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. If you're here on replay, we really do appreciate the super thanks. Great way to support this channel, the super thanks button. And please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, our title sponsor. If you have insurance needs, he will save you $750 or more, and there's only one place to turn. It's to Mark. Click the link in the description down below. Aura, if you're looking to get healthier, all of their products are plant-based. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diegan. Click the link in the description down below to find all of their products. And again, if you're looking to save money on fantasy sports, underdogfantasy.com, use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Or just click the link in the description down below. Oh, how is Barbie? Dude. Why are you going to Barbie? Because why not? Exactly. Like, no joke, John. This movie is going to smash records. As far as money goes, it's already made over. We need smash. Are you think it's Titanic or something? 
Well, as of right now, it's made over $377 million. What? And it opened up on Thursday or Friday. What? Yeah. I we, we were like, me and Aaron were going to go to uh, the lot in La Jolla or the lot in uh, Liberty Station. Every single, I'm not kidding you, every single showing of this freaking movie from now until like next Friday, all sold out. New York Times, Barbie and Oppenheimer set post-pandemic box office highs. Yeah, like by a lot. Now, was the movie wow. good? Uh, not particularly. <laughs> it was a. <laughs> it was. It was a lot. It actually was like one of those goofy movies that's trying to give you a message, and there was a lot of satire in there, and. There were some fucking hilarious parts of this movie. There's fourth wall breaks, which you probably don't know what that means. Um, they broke walls. Yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of like adult funny jokes in it that I didn't expect. Um, it was just a crazy wacky movie. Like honestly, probably should take should have taken like an edible before this thing. <laughs> because but you don't do that, do you? No, I don't. But it'd been much more fun if I did. Um, and everybody in the movie theater was wearing pink. Like everybody was wearing pink. Why? People, oh, Barbie. People were legitimately cheering John in this for movie. For who? Barbie? No, for fucking Ken? Uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Is Pikachu in this? No. First of all, we should, you should start a Barbie channel. So you have, you have all the info. I don't really have all the info, but yeah, this movie's <laughs> going to smash record. Everyone's wearing pink, dude. It was like. Did you wear pink? Be honest. Honestly, no. Aaron did, though, but I did not wear pink. Yeah. Do you have a picture of you and Aaron? No, I do not. And anybody's and anybody on the ends on the internet saying that Margot Robbie's like mid and like who's saying not, that? Not good looking that? or a seven out of ten or whatever that's supposed to mean. Like that what you're saying? Like you're an idiot. Margot Robbie's one of the most beautiful like people on the planet. And, and she's, she's really Barbie, good. presumably. And she's, and she's Barbie. Who is Ken? Ryan Gosling. So another beautiful human being. <laughs> Man, I'm missing out. Actually, it was, a lot. it was a lot, dude. I think if you went to that movie, you'd been like, you after the movie over, you would have looked at Kristen or me and been like, why did you take me to this? Yeah, like there's a plot. I, I don't even care. I, I... They were in Barbie land and then they went to the real <laughs> world and then they brought back people to Barbie land and like Will Ferrell's in the movie. <laughs> dude. Oh my god! It's so <laughs> I can't fucking, deal with it. It's crazy, dude. It was crazy. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio three. We're breaking down Barbie, and then again post game tomorrow. More Barbie talk. All right, peace. Have a good one.